Hello and welcome to Women in Strength. This is the podcast that goes far beyond what they teach us in Cert 3 and 4. My name is Rasheen Hawley and I'm going to be spending this time with you every single week, jumping into the real life challenges, the real life topics that we face as a coach, as a business owner, and as a woman running her own business in the fitness industry. I've been in the industry since 2013 where I started out as a sole trader in a commercial space and now I own my own gym here in Melbourne called Barbell Babes Brigade. I absolutely love being in this industry and I love educating and exploring the things that come up on a daily basis. I love to help other ladies really explore their capabilities as a business owner, as a coach and seeing what they can do. Because the thing is, when we create businesses as women, we are unrivaled. We have a power that is so untouchable and I really, really want to explore these topics that quite frankly can stop us in our tracks sometimes. So strap in, we've got lots of stuff to cover. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I think we're up to like something maybe 60 now. Um, And I just want to say thank you for joining me because I get so much enjoyment out of recording these podcasts and more so hearing back from you guys how much it helps you or, you know, what you've gained from the podcast and the results that you're actually achieving from some of the content that I'm putting out. So thank you. Thank you for reaching out. It means a lot. And I love knowing and hearing about what you're doing. And I also love hearing about the topics that you want to go down. So let me know. Keep the dialogue open. Now, today's um, podcast, it's it's going to be about hiring. Um, and I've never actually done a podcast in regards to hiring staff and expanding your team before, but I've been doing a lot of it in the mentoring space. So in the last like four to five months, um, I've had three of my clients hire, two of them hire for the first time. One of them make reshuffles with current staff. And I actually really fucking love the process of hiring and, and going about the organization of it and then bringing and inducting them in. I just, I just really, really love it. The reason I love it so much is that it's all about opportunities. There's so many, so many more opportunities for both the staff member that you're bringing in and also expansion for you, the business owner and your business that I just, I think it's so empowering when we're in that stage of actually going ahead and being in a position to hire. So I just wanted to offer some ear time to this topic, and I actually imagine that there's going to be a number of different topics that I'll, I'll create past this because it's huge. Like it's, it's a big, big thing to hire people in your in your business. So I guess the first things I wanted to start with is where do you even start? Like how do you know if you're in a position to hire? Um, <clears throat> and I hope that through this this podcast you can get an idea around if you f- you're in a good position to do so and then what might be your best steps to get the the whole process kind of going so when it comes to first of all hiring uh, hiring staff in the in the fitness industry under you the business owner um you can do it you can have lots of different people right so you can have someone hired as obviously admin um, they can come in to help you with back-end stuff payments emails tracking blah 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 You can have admin working for you on a part-time basis or full-time, whatever you need. You could also hire someone as a contractor. So you might hire them for particular projects. You might be setting up a membership site um, or you might want to be doing some videoing of content. You might want a VA, a virtual assistant. You could employ them all on a contract basis for a set period of time. 
then, you know, you could be also having coaches um, and you can hire coaches depending on what their contract might look like because contracts in itself is a whole other discussion point. But that's another thing that you could do is you could hire staff for, you know, running your actual programs. Um, And you can be, you know, you can be hiring for gym managers if that's what you're wanting to do, any kind of like management type position. So when it comes to thinking about, well, am I actually in need of, of someone in my business to help me? I think there's a couple of things to kind of explore here. Now, there is nothing to say that you have to hire people in the industry. If you want to go ahead and just rock it by yourself as a sole trader and that's your continued life, then all power to you because staff can be a bit of a headache sometimes. I love my staff so much and they are just such amazing human beings, but it is another level of work. And when I say work, you know, there's a lot of energy that can get invested, especially when they're operating in your business. So that in itself poses a whole other kettle of fish. And some people just don't like that. Some people just don't want to do the people thing apart from their coach, like their clients, right? They don't want to manage people and that's okay. So there's nothing to say that you have to do it. If you are where you are and you just want to streamline certain things, then you might be looking at helping to get, you know, virtual assistance or bookkeeping or... Um, contract just to help you tidy up stuff and that's kind of where they stay. You don't have to then expand into ongoing employment for anyone. So when you're thinking about hiring, the first thing that I actually want you to think about is like, what do I want to achieve out of my business? Um, where do I think I'm wanting to go in the next one, two, three, four, five years? What's my version of success? So what I mean by that is what do you deem as successful? Do you like want to have a life that allows you to coach your clients and and truly enjoy that and then go away at the weekends and close off for the weekend and and have a bit of downtime? Do you want to have that life or do you want to have a life that's a bit more involved like a gym owner like myself? Um, Or do you want to have a nice balance of the two? But you need to define what does success mean to you personally and professionally. Um, You know, success for me, there's a number of things that success means for me is that first and foremost, I want to be available as a mother. Um, I want to continue to have time to spend with my daughter, Lexi, who's by the time that this episode comes out, she's probably her birthday. Um, She's just turned four. She's about to turn four. I still want to have the ability to see her on a day in the week and, you know, spend this time as she's still growing up. So success to me means not working every day in the week. Um, success to me means not having a whole heap of coaching clients in terms of lifting anymore because I have got a lot of responsibilities. I enjoy mentoring. Um, I run three businesses, so I need to have energy to do that because that's what I like to do. But at the same time, success to me also means coaching. I still love to coach on the floor. So I have a handful of clients that I continue to, to, to choose to, to coach. Um, and I'm going to keep doing that. Success to me is not necessarily about how much I'm earning into my back pocket. It's about opportunities. So how many opportunities can I give to staff members? How many opportunities can I give to ladies to come into my community to train and explore their strength and, and all that magical shit that happens in our facility? Success to me is knowing everyone in my gym. Success to me is like, not coming into my own facility and feeling foreign or not knowing who these people are. So that's what defines success to me. Um, You know, I want to have the ability to go on holiday if I want to, or 
um, you know, buy something if I want to. It's the ability to, that, that's what successful is, for, is to me. It's not successful to me to have a big team of, of 20 or to have two gyms or to have my only metric of success is monetary earnings. Success to me is not, you know, getting uh, getting a, a specific profit margin or having, you know, X amount of sessions conducted under my gym. Success is more about feelings, experiences, opportunities. And that's that's only that's personal to me. So your version will be quite different. So with that being said, is that when you can define what success means to you, you're going to be in a better position to then drive and understand if you actually need to have staff now or in the future um, in line with the vision and the mission that you're wanting to build. So that's the first point that I just kind of want to bring up is define that shit. It's really, really important. Now, <coughs> with your vision of success and where you're wanting to go and you know your, your long-term and short-term goals, you then need to think about well, if that's your vision and that's what you're wanting to achieve, do you think the vision that you're wanting to achieve is cap- you're capable to do it solo? And if the the uh, you know if the answer is yes, and that sounds great to you, and you genuinely get excited, then that might be it for you. Yeah, it might be you, and 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 that's how you operate. But if you know that that vision of where you're wanting to go is bigger than you, and you need more hands, then you likely are going to have to hire some people in the future. Now, point number two, if, if you are finding, you know what, I do think that my my vision and, and the, where, the, the the goals that I'm wanting to achieve is, is bigger than me, we then want to start having a look at, you know, adult shit, <laughs> responsible business ownership for, before we start even entertaining if we can hire anyone. I like to think about hiring like, you know, there's not there's not necessarily the first hire is, uh, sorry, take that back. It's not necessarily that you need to hire one particular role first. So my first hire was actually someone in admin, and then I hired a coach after that. And you might hire a coach before you hire someone in admin. That's completely your call, but you need to make the decisions around it. So when you're thinking about your day-to-day work, I want you to think about the shit that frustrates you, that you you know you really can't be asked doing or it really sucks the energy out of you the stuff that you go fuck I really wish I had someone to help me here or god my efforts could be better spent somewhere else I want you to just take note of when you're in that state when you're doing things now that doesn't necessarily mean that that's who you're going to hire for but it's just going to give you some clues around what's your zone of genius what your what's your area of, of, of expertise basically and what's the area that you enjoy? So you might, you know, really fucking enjoy doing back-end admin type stuff. And some coaches do. They genuinely love looking at the numbers, tracking the data, and extrapolating the information. And on the other side, some coaches just fucking hate that. So being aware of what you enjoy and what you might want to keep doing more of is important because if you don't enjoy it or, you know, you don't find flow in it or whatever, that's a potential, like, that's potentially where we can delegate out. And it's not to say that if you don't enjoy it, we're going to get rid of it, we're going to hire someone. We can't always act like that, but it's just some clues to move forward in the future. So take take note. Take note of where you enjoy your shit, where you're in flow, which you actually love doing on a day-to-day basis. So that's the second point for us to understand where you might want to hire. It's not always about where you need to hire, but I really believe in you, the business owner, staying in those areas that are zone of genius to you and also staying in the areas which do bring money into your business. So for example, if you're a coach, 
Money is brought through when you're training clients, right? So if you can offlay some of your, uh, your work to a bookkeeper or someone in admin, which means that you can free up an extra three hours per week to potentially take on some more clients, then that makes sense because then you can go and make more profit into your business or you can continue to do some work, some back-end work to then grow further from there. So that's, that's something to consider. Now, when it comes to the next point, if we're thinking about if we're ready to hire or where do we even start, I need you to think about like your, how do I say this, your, like, uh, like your books, right? I want you to start thinking about the success of your training, like your business as a whole. Are you perpetually under capacity or have you been at capacity as a coach for a long time now? Um... And, you know, even when you're not at capacity, you fill your books pretty easily. Um, Are you someone that has shown that they're able to train to the capacity of what what they deem is fully booked for you? It doesn't have to be, you know, 30 clients or 15 clients or whatever it is that you think is is your capacity. But have you been able to show that you can extend that, you you can fill those books for an extended period of time? And I'm not just talking about three to four months, you know. I'm talking 12 months. 12, you know, two years um, at least of having your books fully booked. Yeah, like having your, your sessions fully booked and knowing that you offer a good service and people want to come and train with you now and ongoing and you can fill it when you've got a space free. Because at the end of the day, when you start to bring staff on, whether it's admin or coach, you've got to pay them. And if you ain't got no money, honey, then where is this money going to come from? It's going to come from your profit margins. It's going to come from your wage. And yes, you might take a dip at the start to then offlay some money to a staff member. But if you're already, you know, cutting it thin from a, a smaller a smaller pot of gold, basically, then you're really going to be cutting yourself thin and putting yourself in a shitty position. So if you're wanting to hire, like think about what you're already bringing in. Do you have money that's basically spare that you can then give to another staff member and pay for another staff member to either A, make your life easier, better, more less stressful, or B, can you give money to someone else that's going to help you continue to grow, okay? So I think that there's a couple of first hires that you can do in the fitness industry, and that can be someone that will help you with admin, books, bookkeeper, virtual assistants, that kind of stuff, and then the second one naturally can be another coach as you expand. Um, actually, you might find that you're an online coach, and, you know, you might want to start to to hire someone in the content space and videos because, you know, if you're an online coach, your, your, con- your Instagram, your socials, your website, like that shit matters, right? And you might find that you're using so much time, energy on that stuff and more time than you think it would be because it's not your zone of genius and you don't enjoy it. We could potentially offload that. And then what that means is you can take more clients on, which will then bring more profit into the business that will probably outlay the amount that you're paying to the staff. So think about think about those things. We need to have excess money already um, and excess money that's not going to hinder you as a business owner and the money that you're bringing in so that you can then offlay that to another staff member. So that's, that's another point there. I think this is point number five. Um, and the last point that I want to leave you with to even think about, you know, before you even think about bringing someone in, you know, you've got to have some fucking sense going on with your business. <clears throat> and what I mean by that is if you have a complete fucking shit show and you don't have any foundation pieces in your business sorted, e.g. tracking, onboarding, 
client service, um, week-to-week operations, systems to follow with service level, um, how to book, you know, how to book in sessions, like all of this just normal shit, all of these foundation pieces that I know that you will know how to do because you do it now and you won't even think about it. But for you to then bring a staff member on, for them to understand what to do, they can't fucking read your mind. And as much as you're going to get frustrated as shit of telling someone what you do and how to do it, that is like, if you think about it, that is the pivotal step of taking someone and hiring someone. You have to put in some groundwork around documenting some strategies, documenting some systems, putting some stuff into induction folders, you know, some some folders around service level, um, what they need to know how to basically do their fucking job and what's expected of them as a staff member. And if you don't have anything in place, I would encourage you to start doing that shit now. Think about the things that you do every single day as a coach, as a business owner, and start documenting it. You know, I've just actually let me just let me just read up what I've got here. You can hear my mouse clicking. I've just started working with um, some awesome fucking clients in Queensland, and they've got an awesome online business. And <coughs> shared with me, that's it. They shared a folder with me, so they're in the process of. They've got staff already before coming to me. Um, they're an established business, but they're not happy with what's going on in the back end. They know that it's been very messy. They're wanting to make changes with contracts. They're wanting to, you know, bring clarity around their business because it's been stressful, it's been overworked, it's been burnout, and they know need something needs to change. And to bring more staff in, so they're bringing more staff in and they're also rejigging contracts. They sent me a folder, because this is the work that we've been doing, um, called Staff Admin. And as I open this folder up, staff admin, there's a number of different documents that are starting to populate. And they've been doing this for the last week. And it's exciting. It's so great. There's a a folder in here that says website, inquiry process. And then there's all these documents that are currently being worked on, roles and responsibilities, Um, development plan for coaches, development plan for nutrition coaches, Um, inquiry process, client questions, inquiry call format, how to do a sale, all that kind of stuff. Because all of this, I say clear as kind. I actually heard that from Brene Brown um, when I saw her, gosh, when was it? I saw her live here in Melbourne and it was mind blowing. And she used the phrase clear as kind. And it's always stuck with me as a boss and leader that more clarity you can bring to anyone that you're dealing with, whether it's staff or whether it's clients or even partners, the shit is the same. The more clarity that you can provide to that person, the better they are going to feel and the the, the better delivery they're going to give to you and their their um, their results. Or, no, sorry, that doesn't make sense. The They're going to deliver better results when they understand what the fuck they're doing. And it might sound stupid, you know, if you're going to go, oh, well, I do the sales process all the time. Well, these are the questions that I always ask. Why do I need to document that? Well, someone else might not know how to do that. And with consistency in your business and service level with your business, you want to have that. So start documenting all these things. The concept that I like to think about it is called built to sell um, or built to to move on, built to delegate, built to hire, whatever. Um, You know, I'm I'm not selling my business, but I have it set up in a way that things are documented, people know what they're doing. So one, I don't have to be a stage five fucking clinger and they can take ownership over their job. You know, my staff can take ownership over their role and know that what they're doing is great work because there's nothing worse than being employed 
and always be second guessing what you're doing. Am I doing the right job? You know, am I delivering what I, I should be delivering? What if she expects more from me? And that can in itself raise questions of not good enough, um, uncertainty, stress and overwhelm for staff members. So just be clear about it. So I think that if you don't have anything documented, and I'm not saying everything needs to be perfect. You know, when I had my first highs, we were doing it together you know, Um, but at least I knew where I was going. I would encourage you to have some pivotal pieces like roles and responsibilities, like development pathways, like service level. They need to be there so that when these people come in, they know what they're doing, okay? So I hope that's given you something to think about in regards to hiring. I just wanted to open this topic as a whole. Um, There's a few core nuggets here. If you're wanting to hire, some points to think about before you, to see if you're even ready, to see if you even need someone. Um, and I think hiring is great. I've been, I've, I've been doing it a lot, like I said, over the last four to five months. And I know that I'm going to be doing it a lot more because my clients are absolutely fucking crushing. You know, the first goal is to get people fully booked and to get them fully booked consistently and then see, is that where they want to stay or they want to go further from there? Is that in line with their version of success? And if it is, you know, do we want to have more help? How does that help look? And then hiring is exciting. It's, yeah, it's it's daunting the first time and it was very daunting for me. I've had staff now for um, five years and I've currently got a team of six, including myself. And it's challenging. It's really challenging at times. But if you have these pivotal pieces in place and, you know, you have all this clarity for your staff members, then it makes it so much easier. So take what you, what you can from that episode. Um, And if you want to connect further about hiring or, you know, setting up a strategy to actually put hiring in place, then you know who to call and I can help you from there. So, you know, if you want to reach out, if you've got any more um, thoughts on what episodes I can be recording for you, hit me in the Instagram and send me a DM. Um, My Instagram handle, we're looking, we've got women in strength underscore. I love getting DMs or, you know, send me a a contact us through my website of womeninstrength.com.au. So thanks for listening, guys, and um, we'll continue conversation next week. Goodbye. I hope you're enjoying listening to the episodes as much as I love recording them. I'd love if you could please subscribe and also put through a review for the podcast. This really makes it much easier for people that need to hear this content to to reach their ears um, so that we can have coaches stay in the industry and produce kick-ass businesses. So thank you in advance and I will speak to you all next week. Bye.